You're watching The Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. College football fans, welcome into Sunny and Semenza on the Sports Objective. This is week five of college football picks, and the season's moving right along. It was a uh, an incredible week four, I thought. Just uh, a handful of tremendous games. It's going to be really tough to top that this week. It's not quite the same slate of powerhouse games as we saw last week but here we are we're in conference play and we were able to identify you know five or six good ones that uh we're looking forward to and with that said i want to welcome in my partner here of espn3 a, a former east carolina football player a tight end jay sunhalter jay what's going on man what's up baby well my my week wasn't very good last week so if i were you i'd be feeling very good and I, i've got to pick myself up and get it going it's been a rough start for the uh for the season for my picks but you uh you're coming on strong buddy hey every week is a new opportunity you know it, it's just like uh just like sports right every day is a new opportunity every week so he this might be your week buddy it, it, it might be it needs to be though Otherwise, otherwise, I may get fired from making picks. <laughs> I may just, I may just go with with whatever your picks are. So I got to prove something here. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's uh, it's definitely getting down to crunch time. We're you know week five here. We're in conference play, so uh, I'm sure you'll have a bounce back week, and um, you know we'll we'll see where we wind up. But Jay, what about week four? Just an unbelievable slate of games. Um, you know, let's let's go ahead and take take a look back for a few minutes here before we look forward to week five. And the biggest game that we had talked about was Ohio State at Notre Dame, and it didn't disappoint. What were your thoughts on that one, especially coming down the stretch? Well, I, I think I think Ohio State did not deserve to win the game. I think Notre Dame did, and then at the end. Uh, the door was cracked open because of Notre Dame's mistakes and Ohio State took advantage of it. Um, it was a great team game, though. I mean, each team has the potential to make the playoff. Um, obviously, Ohio State now is going to have a, uh, you know, zero losses still moving forward and have an upper hand on that. But I, I think both teams are really good. I just, uh, you know, kind of felt bad for Notre Dame. They didn't give themselves a chance there at the end of the game, not having 10, uh, 11 guys on the field the last two plays. So that was a huge coaching mistake on their part and it cost them the game probably. Yeah, it really did. And they had Notre Dame had so many opportunities to win that game. And I'm sure when they were looking back on the film, they were just disgusted because I mean, you played such great defense all night long and then you go into that last drive and um, you know, they had a sure interception you know, um, with about, I want to say it was about 30, 35 seconds left in the game. The Ohio State quarterback made an errant throw, and uh, it should have been intercepted, went right through the defender's hands. 
that when that happened right there, Jay, I was like, oh man, this is it. You, you know, it's it's tough to come back from that kind of mistake. And then you have two plays with 10 men on the field, which is really inexplicable. The final play, Jay, which is crazy, is coming off of an Ohio State timeout. And you still come out with 10 on the field. I mean, how in the hell does that happen? That, that doesn't happen. I mean, I, I don't I can't comprehend. I mean, I can see me anyways, I can see maybe one play, but you can't let that happen ever under any circumstance. And at the end of the day, maybe it's the kid's fault for not being out there, what whatever, but the coaches are responsible for everything. So the coaches let that happen. And that's honestly a disgrace that happened at that moment in that time in that type of game. So bad, bad ball there. Yeah, and they were just completely outflanked to that left side. And Ohio State, to their credit, they they recognized it and they took advantage and they won the game. So credit to Ohio State. So that was a, a huge game, Jay. And then, you know, another game we talked about was Colorado heading out way out west to Oregon for that game and um, really just got absolutely demolished from the, from from go, from jump. What'd you think about that one? Jay? Yeah, I mean that was that was a, a deal where Colorado's been hot and played three emotional games. Then they go against a really good Oregon team and a team that's motivated, that's kind of was waiting there to take their shot at Colorado. And I mean, from the beginning, just total domination. And Colorado's good and has talent and has a lot of things going for them. But I mean, Oregon's Oregon's, you know, put a potential playoff team. And so it's just a different level of game. And I think Oregon was really motivated and kind of used the attention Colorado was getting as motivation. And when they came out and laid it on them from the opening kick. They sure did. I mean, it really looked like men amongst boys there. And they were just in a different class. I was very impressed with Oregon. You know, they have a clear identity, what they're trying to do. And they looked really well coached. And they looked, they looked like they had it all. I mean, they just – they looked great up front on the offensive line. Um, quarterback looked tremendous. The running backs, uh, a lot of speed. I mean, that's a, t- a team to watch out for. And um, they took care of business, so you got to give them credit there. And then, Jay, another big one we talked about was Florida State at Clemson, and that game did not disappoint, buddy. Yeah, I mean, Florida State's real. I mean, after winning this one, already beat LSU, Florida State's real, and – I mean, honestly, they've got they've got a couple games that that can trip them up. Um, they're going to be favoring every single one. I mean, that Florida game at the end of the year will be tough. You know, they they still got a few other ones. You at Wake Forest, they've got some games that are possible losses. Again, though, they they should be favoring every game if they take care of business. They're going to go to the playoff um, because they have two wins. <laughs> they've got two wins uh, against LSU and Clemson, and Clemson on the road and. Florida, uh, or the and then the LSU game a neutral site that their strength of schedule with those two right now is the best in the country. So, anyways, they they impressed me in a, in a tough atmosphere coming away with that win. Yeah, that was an awesome atmosphere, and I, I'm telling you, Jay, and I've said this a bunch of times. I just really like, I appreciate the way um, Mike Norvell coaches football from a play calling perspective. This guy is aggressive. Um, he calls games to win. He doesn't call games scared. And basically, like when you watch Florida State play, it's he, what he's saying is we have receivers who are 6'5, 6'6, and we're going to match them up against your best corner. And we're going to throw jump balls and we're going to make the play. And man, the amount of shots he took in that game, especially coming down the stretch, 
you know, a lot of coaches would um, kind of, uh, I guess you would just say, like wither up in that spot and, and get a little conservative. He opens up. And that I think that's a great strength as a coach. And he's not afraid to throw it. And that's exactly how they won the game. He, he, he was throwing those 50-50 jump balls to receivers who are 6-6. And they were able to make plays, Jay. And uh, so you got to give him credit, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that your identity as a team, a lot depends on your coaching staff and the play calling and shows that they've got confidence in you, then you're going to go make plays for them. So, I mean, I think it's a balance between each side and the players definitely play better when the coaching staff allows them freedom and, and their, their aggressive uh, mindset, you know, really pays off. No doubt about it. It definitely uh, trickles down, you know, uh, at every level of the program. So again, awesome week four, you know, Looking ahead to week five here, Jay, the slate of games, definitely not um, the same as last week, but there's still some pretty good games here. And um, I, it, it's funny. I remember looking at this game before the season and really didn't think it was going to be as good of a game as it's about to be. But let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we have uh, Bubba Rosenbaum producing today, so appreciate what you're doing, Bubba. Uh, very first game is Notre Dame at Duke. Um, this is an ABC game. So so Notre Dame is ranked 11 now, Duke 17, um, and it's Notre Dame by five and a half. Jay, what do you think here? Oh, that's just amazing for Duke to have this opportunity. I mean, college game day is going to be there. Uh, and that just goes to show you, I think, how, how good this Duke team is that the spread is, is right there around the five-point mark. Um, I think – this is going to be uh, an awesome atmosphere. I think uh, Duke could win this game. I- I'm actually going to go with Notre Dame here on the road to have a bounce back win after uh, after the you know loss last week against Ohio State. But uh, I-, I would not be surprised if, if Duke pulls this game off. But I-, I think Notre Dame will win by a touchdown. I totally agree with you, Jay. I mean, I I, I have a lot of respect for what Duke is doing right now. I mean, you got to give them credit. They've they've had a tremendous start to the season, but um, I still don't think they have near the talent that Notre Dame does. And um, I expect Notre Dame to bounce back. I, I'd like to see them, you know, get back to a little more um, uh, a, a little more aggressive in the passing game with Sam Hartman. Um, you know, and just kind of let him sling it around and, and make plays. And I, I just think they're going to be too much and they'll pull away. So I agree with you on this one, Jay. Notre Dame gets it done and covers the five and a half. There we go. One, We agree already. We agree already. <laughs> well, hopefully we agree on the correct side of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. So uh, game number two, it's number 13 LSU at number 20 Old Miss. This is a 6 p.m. game on ESPN. And it's the LSU Tigers minus two and a half. Jay, what do you think? Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, Ole Miss, everybody kind of picked them as their dark horse to beat Alabama last week. They got blown blown out, uh, you know, a sizable loss to to Alabama. I, I still think Ole Miss is good. Um, I, I think this is an offense that's very talented. Um, I, I just think that in this game – you know, LSU has been playing pretty well since uh, since the loss to Florida State. I, I think this is going to be a game where LSU finds a way to win the game. And it may be by field goal, but I'm going to go with the Tigers on the road. All right. Yeah, this is 
it's a good pick, Jay. I mean, when I was looking at these games, this is the one I struggled with the most. And um, very disappointed in Ole Miss last week, their performance at Alabama. Um, I picked them um, to – I actually picked them to win the game outright. And um, they really just didn't get it done offensively. And Bubba actually made a really good point. He says, you know, Lane Kiffin is really struggling to win the big games um, at Ole Miss. And, you know, I, I agree with that. I mean, there's something about this team that they're just not able to pull off these 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 big games in the SEC. Um, now, this week they're at home, um, and I was tempted to go with them again in a bounce-back week, but – this is this is show me time, and I'm just gonna have to agree with you here, Jay. That LSU um, stays hot and they get it done. It's gonna be close, but uh, I agree with you. LSU gets it done and covers. Yeah, I mean, I just I trust Brian Kelly more than I trust Lane Kiffin, so that's uh, that's where I'm gonna stay with. I'm gonna stay with you, buddy. Sounds good, man. Um, you know, um, the next one here we have is Utah. How much have we talked about Utah? I mean, it just seems like every week we've, you know, we've talked about this team. And um, here they are at number 10, a really good win, close win last week at home over UCLA. Um, and now they're going to go on the road to Corvallis to play number 19, Oregon State. Um, and it's the Beavers by three, Jay. Um, and, and just really quick, Oregon State had a, a heartbreaking loss at Washington State last Saturday night. They lost that game. They made a tremendous comeback, but lost 38 to 35. So um, I expect this one to be a good one, Jay. Yeah, I think it's going to be good. I think Utah is an awesome team. Uh, I, I just think this is going to be a bounce back game for Oregon State. And this was a, is a big one um, at home. Uh, I'm going to kind of go with maybe a mini surprise here and say the Beavers cover this and win by more than three points. Dude, I'm going to do my Lee Corso. Very nice pick. <laughs> nice pick. And what, what's going on here? I'm agreeing with, like, all your picks today. Um, I agree with you. And I think the reason why I like Oregon State here, besides the fact they're at home, is because they score a lot of points. And – Utah is really leaning on their defense early in the season. They play tremendous defense, but they're not scoring a lot of points. And so I just think I think Oregon State will just outscore them. I think they're just going to have too much offense. Um, really like that team. They're fun to watch. Um, you know, they, they really uh, they have an exciting offense. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think they'll get it done and, Utah will, when you look next week, I think Utah will drop down in the rankings significantly. So we shall see, my friend. But um, I'll tell you what, Jay, I'll pick first on the next one. Okay. Because I don't want people to think I'm copying your pick. <laughs> it's fine. You know? Hey, if we go undefeated, it's fine. <laughs> Both Bubba of us. Rosenbaum, he, he accused me last week off the air of copying your picks. and. Oh. Uh, I took offense to that, Jay, and uh, you won. You won, so you you did great <laughs> last week. So whatever you did, just <laughs> just keep doing it. <laughs> Bub, Bubba was stirring the pot. You know, he was he was causing problems, but um, you know, it's all good. Um, so looking at this next one here, we have number twenty four, Kansas, the Jayhawks. Jay, all right. Before we get into the actual pick here, I I specifically recall you 
covered a game last year, early in the season. Yeah. Okay, at Kansas, you were very impressed with the coach. Give me, give us some intel. What you saw, why you were so impressed? Well, the the coach and the coordinators met with all of them, and uh, and Lance Leipold is big league, and he's just. I mean, he could coach in the NFL. He could coach anywhere, and he's going to be a winner. Uh, Just their their uh, relatable skills, their relationship building, how smart they are, um, just the structure of their whole organization, it's top-notch. I'm a big Kansas believer and and a fan of theirs, and uh, there's a reason why they've been terrible for so long, and then Lance Leipold comes in, and now they're, they're, they're winning big, and they're going to bowl games, and he's just flipped that whole program. Uh, and turned it into just a, a team on the rise for years to come. Um, I, I think in this ball game, in this ball game, I, I mean, I am all over Kansas in this game. I think Texas is good. They had the big victory at Alabama. They played some close games, and even though this is Kansas is an under the radar, sneaky good team, and their quarterback Jalen Daniels is an all star. He's awesome. He's a dual threat quarterback that can run it, and he doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, I, I think Texas probably wins this game, but I think Kansas, or Kansas covers, and this is close into the fourth quarter. Mm, that's a good pick. Yeah, I just remember you were very impressed with what you saw there. And last year they were off to a great start. I want to say they were 5-0 and and ranked, and then the quarterback went down with an injury. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. And everything, yeah, everything kind of turned a little bit. Um, but here they are again. Just, I mean – you got to give credit. Like the, to me, these are the most impressive coaching jobs. When a when a coach can take a team that's a historical underachiever, like Kansas has been, and get them into the top twenty-five, you're doing more with less, and you, you've put in a system that can beat teams that have more talent than you. To me, those are the most Im- impressive coaching jobs that you see. Not the guys that go into um, just for an example, that go into like a Michigan or Ohio State and beat everybody by 30 points just because they have better talent. So unbelievable job by Lance Leipold. Um, you know, I, I'm really kind of torn on this one because I think it's going to be a close game, but I but I could see Texas just tacking on a late touchdown to cover here. So I, I guess I'm contradicting myself. I'm giving Kansas all this credit, but – I, I do like Texas to cover the 16 and a half here. And again, I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be back and forth for a while, but I can see Texas just getting a backdoor score late in this game to cover the point spread. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with the Longhorns, continue riding that wave. I hate to do it. I'm not a Texas fan, but uh, I'm going with Texas, Jay. There you go. No, I respect it. That's our first uh, our first disagreement of the day right there. Um, and then we have another team that's really under the radar, Jay, is Louisville. They've been playing some really good football. Um, very impressed, but nobody's talking about them. And, you know, here they are. Um, big game. They're at NC State. This is a 7 o'clock game on ESPN, and it's Louisville uh, minus three. What are your thoughts here? Well, I, I think, you know, NC State offensively hasn't, you know, really shown a ton this year, and 
and you know, still questions there. Um, I, I think they're going to probably play well in this game. I just think Louisville, even though it's on the road, I think they're they're they've been outstanding, and I think they're going to find a way to win the game. It's going to be close to that three point spread, but I, I think it's going to be one of those games that's you know uh, twenty seven. 21 with NC State has the ball last and, and Louisville wins and they cover. So I, I'm going to go with the Cardinals to cover this game. That's a good pick. Um, yeah, I, I'm still not sure what to think of NC State. I mean, they're just a very uh, – I think they're still trying to find who they are. Um, but even doing that, they're still 3-1. and one. So, you know, they're at home this week. Um you know, I think it's going to be a tough game, but I'm with you. I got to go Louisville. I just, uh, I've seen more from that team. Um, they hung 56 on Boston College last week, and uh, that's never easy to do. So I'm with you, man. I, I think we agreed on what, four out of five this week. Take the Cardinals minus three. I mean, I, I really, you know, these games are tough. I mean, but I, I feel good about, I feel good about our picks because. I just think at this point in the season, we're starting to see trends and tendencies for teams and, you know, ha- have a good feel for these games. I, I-, I think they're going to be awesome games. I can't wait for this weekend. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You know, up here in the Northeast, Jay, the weather's changing rapidly. Today, it was this morning when I went outside around seven in the morning, it was 42 degrees. Um, so it's it's officially, you know, football weather up here. You know, it's, it's fall. It's week five. So, um you know, I, I try not to miss uh, any of these big games because it goes by fast, right? It, it does. Too fast. <laughs> no doubt. So, Jay, what were your thoughts, as we always do on this show? We, you know, we spend the final few minutes talking about East Carolina. Um, and this week, big game for ECU at Rice. Um JT Daniels, the quarterback for Rice, who who's a, just a huge part of what they do offensively, um, he went down with an injury in the third quarter against South Florida last week. Um, a lot of reports, depending on what you read, that he is going to play. Um, some say he's dealing with a high ankle sprain. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, I, I think this is a, a huge game for, for both teams. First game in conference play, though, for the Pirates. And, I mean, just a monumental game to try to go 1-0 and in the conference, but also carry the momentum from the Gardner-Webb game. Um, I just think, you know, the status on JT Daniels, obviously, is a big, big question mark in this game. But, I mean, whether he plays or doesn't play, I mean, the thing for the Pirates are is protecting the football and, and then winning up front. If, if you can get a pass rush and if we can run the ball – then we're going to have a chance to win the game and protect the ball. We're going to have a chance to win this game, whether he plays or not. If we don't win the trenches and we turn the ball over, then, then again, it doesn't matter. So that's, and I know that's the focus. I mean, you've got to prepare for all options at quarterback, but it's all about being physical, you know, being able to run the ball and then we got to protect the football, but uh, an, an awesome opportunity, but that's going to be a tough game on the road at Rice. It's going to be really tough. So can't wait to watch that one and see what unfolds. Yeah, it really is going to be a tough game. And, <clears throat> you know, I I fully expect to see JT Daniels start this game. How effective he can be, that's kind of the unknown. But, you know, I was saying last night on our preview of this game, if, if he does start, um, I want to get after him early in the game, Jay. 
I want to bring some pressure. I want to get him off his mark and make him move out of the pocket, really test that ankle. Um, that would be my my game plan early if he does start. I want to see exactly how that ankle can hold up and really make him become a more mobile quarterback. So, <clears throat> you know, and I think Blake Harrell will definitely do that. I'll tell you, though, I, you know, if he doesn't play, you know, I feel like this is a really great matchup for East Carolina because, um, you know, their strength is throwing the ball. I think they're number 11 in the country in passing offense. Um, so that's their strength. And then, you know, conversely, though, they, Rice is not a good defensive team. I think they're 111 in total defense. Um, they really struggle to stop people in the passing game. Um, which is really the weakness for East Carolina. So hopefully we're able to find it a little more in the passing game. And, um, you know, I do I do expect some points in this one. I think East Carolina can score, um, but it's going to be, you know, it, it, it's just like you said, it's going to come down to who's more physical and who wins the matchups up front. So, um, but, but a big, big game, uh, huge game from Mike Houston and East Carolina. And, you know, f- final thought on this one, Jay. I don't know if you had a chance to see the game last week against Gardner Webb. Quarterback Alex Flynn got a little banged up um, and, and didn't play in the second half. What are your thoughts on the quarterback situation? You know, it's very fluid; it changes every week. But what what are you seeing, um, and what do you expect here? Well, I I just think you know at the quarterback position, you know, health wise is going to be important for you know obviously determines if you can play at full strength and then I mean for both quarterbacks yeah this is still a competition and and which quarterback can protect the ball is going to be the one that that is probably going to either win this job fully or be in the game and and you know I I think it's still you know it's still a thing where it's still up for grabs and who's got the hot hand who practices and performs during the week of practice is probably going to determine you know who's going to who's going to play or at least get the first snap and you know, I think both quarterbacks did some good things last week, but uh, you know, again, that that was to be expected. This is going to be a different type of matchup against a conference opponent. Absolutely, and you know, I'll say this: whatever happens this Saturday, I, you know, then you have the bye week coming up, and um, I think it's going to be much needed for East Carolina to get healthy. But um, I don't really have a prediction on this one. I'm going to try to sit back and enjoy it. Um, hopefully, the Pirates can get a win, though. But um, you know, Jay, I, I think we covered it. You know, we, we try to keep this show uh, under a half hour uh, for, for the listeners, and, and we try to keep it short and sweet and pack in a lot of content. But any final thoughts, Jay, before we head out? Well, I, I just think, you know, we're getting here towards conference play for all these teams, and uh, we're going to learn a lot this weekend. And, uh, you know, it, it's just all these matchups, they're, they're so interesting uh, because you're dealing with teams, you know, dealing with tough environments on the road or, you know, injuries or, you know, whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, I can't wait for the matchups this weekend. I think this is a sneaky good weekend of games, even though last weekend had huge marquee games. I think there's going to be a lot of a lot of good ones kind of under the radar as well this weekend. Absolutely, Jay. Well said. And, um, you know, once again, I want to thank you, buddy. I hope you have a great weekend coming up. Thank you to Bubba uh, for all your hard work behind the scenes. Um, 
And thank you for everyone who listens. We uh, really appreciate that. Please um, go to our YouTube page, The Sports Objective. Uh, like and subscribe to our page. And uh, you know, we certainly appreciate you tuning in. And thank you to our lead sponsor here, Kevin Walker, former Pirate Great, licensed general contractor for all your support of the program. That's Kevin Walker Custom Homes. Appreciate all your um, support again. And thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And have a great week, everybody.